Hello and welcome to another fine episode of Moving, Not Movies, uh, the Sneaker Madness episodes that we are currently doing. While Jackie and I are in Moving Hell, uh, as we, uh, well, not make our way across the United States from Boise to Illinois, because we are in Illinois. We just are still homeless. Uh, so Sam is here. Jackie is taking care of the kiddo tonight, uh, as she probably will do for the next few months, because I'm a terrible father. <laughs> I went out and got a pack of smokes, and it turns out it was a lottery room. What? So I noticed that the camera's pointed differently. Do you have a washer and dryer now? Yeah, we have the washer and dryer. So our stuff showed up. Uh, we went with, uh, to, to refresh everybody, uh, we went with a company called UPAC, and uh, we loaded our shit in a giant trailer, and uh, some uh, truck drivers who made a pit stop off in Washington, D.C. and said, no more masks. And Joe Biden looked at him and said, masks? Uh, and then they drove to uh, St. Louis and dropped our stuff off. Uh, we got So we got our stuff. Uh, nothing was broke. Not a single goddamn no thing. shit. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, the old man, uh, Jackie's father and I unloaded it in two days uh, and into a storage unit. So yeah, we got a washer and dryer now. I've got an actual... Uh, it's not a good microphone, but one of our earlier microphones that we used, uh, that Jackie uses for work, um, to record on. So I now sound, I think, better. You sound better, I can already tell. Okay, all right, so that's good. Um, yeah, so things are a little bit more comfortable here. We finally got a couch. We were sitting in camp chairs watching television, and I will tell you that that is not something that any human should have to endure. Uh, the couch is nice. <laughs> It is necessary. It's now a necessary thing to live as a human being. If you don't have a couch and you revert into the old times, like the hunter-gatherer bullshit, your body will now reject it. That's how far we've evolved as human society, is that we require couches. If you don't have one, your body will hurt. Yeah, I actually don't even like watching movies in the gaming chair when I'm relegated to the office to do the movie. Um I'm Steve Sacramento, Steve-O, he can fall asleep in his gaming chair and I just don't see how he does it. Yeah. I don't, see I just, I don't think they're very comfortable. No, no. I'm right now. I'm sitting in one of those uh, cheap metal folding chairs and it, and it works just fine for recording a silly podcast in the laundry room. Uh, but uh, yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. The couches were a lifesaver. Uh, so that's where we're at on that. Uh, I do have an update as far as, uh, our life and and this is directly tied into the podcast. Uh, we did get an offer on our house back in Boise. Uh, we accepted it. It is a contingent offer, uh, contingent upon because the the uh, buyer is getting financed. Uh, it's going to be two months before we can buy a house, which means this is pretty much the podcast for the next two months. We can shake things up. We can make some excitement now that we know. Like you're going to take your top off or something? Yeah. Okay. I don't know how that's going to help. <laughs> it won't. Okay. I'm going to need something better, Sam. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. Better, better than Sam's shirtless body. We might just have to figure out how to mix in a movie here in the next, you know, couple months. Yeah, couple, well, a couple of real episodes from on from weeknights on a, you know, we'll be we'll be able to put it together. We can put together a couple of a couple of real podcasts in the next couple months. Not that these aren't real podcasts. This is an actual podcast. It's just about 
mostly television shows and Justin's life. Well, I do have some stuff. I've got actually a couple movies this week. Uh, do you? But, uh, yeah, I've got a follow-up on uh, last week. I actually have two follow-ups. Uh, first off, starting with what we're drinking. I don't know if you remember or not last week, but uh, I, I introduced you to the Stag beer. Do you remember that? Yes. Okay, so... Uh, uh, we also talked about uh, our friend and uh, neighbor, Matt. Uh, he grew up in the St. Louis area, and he heard that podcast, and he says that stag equals steak, taters, and gravy. And you said it tasted like crappy Bud Light? Natural Light. Natural, which is crappy Bud Light. Yeah, kind of. And, and so he says that he's not sure if that's really what it was meant. He was just always told that that's what it was meant, and the idea was... Like around the, oh, hey, we're camping. Well, we don't need to eat dinner because we've got stag. It's the same as having steak, taters, and gravy. And I did not get that impression. <laughs> it is not thick beer. No. Does he like it? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't think anybody likes it. Yeah. He also didn't like my song idea that I gave him the other night, which is basically revolving around the chorus Hey, chunky bunch, mm -hmm. lunch yourself a bunch of crunchy grooves. <laughs> okay. He's like, that doesn't sound very good. No, it doesn't sound like a song at all. It sounds like you're trying to pick up uh, like the, the, the end of the night, 2 a.m. Well, I'm drunk. Hey, you're drunk. We both are disgusting, but we're all that's left. No, it's like where you have like the band with too many people mm -hmm. and they all do the shouting chorus okay because they don't know how none of them can write lyrics they're all pretty decent musicians but none mm -hmm. of them can write lyrics so they just like, come up with this shit and there's always one guy that's just like going hey, he wrote the bass line it's great and the guitar has to have all that well <laughs> Why, why isn't it chunky butt? No, because I started with just like the idea of crunchy grooves uh -huh. and funk. And uh, it went through a very minor amount of evolution where I was like, well, they're the chunky bunch okay. and they're going to lunch themselves a bunch of chunky grooves. And uh, it would be the song Chunky Bunch by the band Chunky Bunch. Mm -hmm. Off the album Chunky Lunch. Chunky Lunch. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you're we'll, we'll a mix it up there. Yeah. Okay. All right. But then they'd have to come up with at least five other songs that had something to do with Chunky, and mm -hmm. I think they're lyrically already tapped out. <laughs> chunky Brunch. <laughs> it's like it's like the the cheeseburger that has an egg on top. That's a Chunky Brunch. Yeah, and it's just the same song, only they all drop out, and only the keyboard player goes, brunch. <laughs> yeah, I wrote it about this lady that I knew. Uh, she was a chunky brunch. Uh, she was she was shaped like a hamburger with an egg on top. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think he, he finally got why he doesn't ever want me to be in his band. Okay. <laughs> But everybody, anybody ever was like, you should be in my band. And I'm like, you really don't want me in your band. <laughs> because if anybody knows anything about banding, Sam mostly knows how to play the bass. 
And so, it, it, like, whenever you're in a band, everybody always needs a bass player. So it's like, dude, Sam, seriously, you sure you don't want to play bass for a little bit? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before. Usually what I would do, you get in these bands, and the guitarist and the singer are always taking these fucking outlandish cigarette breaks mm-hmm. and pissing about constantly. And so I would just come, and you're the drummer who's there to work too, right? And we'd just start playing jazz scales. And then they'd come back in. And then we'd be like, what? You can't play this? And they couldn't. Mm-hmm. And then I'd get kicked out. And then like 10 <laughs> minutes later, the drummer would be in the parking lot going, can I come with you? And I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> sure. I'm not going to go to another band. I'm just going to go get some <laughs> fucking pancakes. Or not pancakes. I hate those. But Tacos. waffles and chicken, right? Yeah, that's some, some chunky brunch. Let's go get chunky brunch. We should get chunky brunch. <laughs> Hey, quit talking about my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, little uh, show update. I don't know if anybody saw this week, but we do have a special bonus episode uh, where Sam and Tucker got on to some stuff. Uh, it was supposed to be episode one of Moving Not Movies, but uh, there was some confusion as far as scheduling, I think. But uh, So I released it as a bonus episode this weekend. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you tell everybody what you and Tucker broke down, Sam? Mostly uh, the surprise that Tucker watches reality TV. Oh, wow. That um, is a surprise. Yes. Like Compulsively. Anything, anything in particular? Like, like does he do, like, because there's a lot of different genres as far as reality TV. Like, I can kind of get behind, like, the home flipping bullshit, even though it's super scripted. But it's like, oh, okay, there's some top tips in there. But then when it comes to, like... Yeah the rich families who live together. Yeah. There's nothing there to be gleaned from. No. And that's what was interesting is it it began as sort of a joke that we were going to, you know, review wheel of time. And then he's like, well, I was talking about the wheel of time that Herzog did. And I was like, Oh no, I was talking about the wheel of time as this series that I hated. And then when I asked him, uh, what he was watching, he, said below deck and that he'd seen like every one of 50 fucking seasons of the shit and it just turns out me interviewing Tucker about this fucking show about what? boats oh okay it's a boat show yeah it's, it's so it's about like um chartered yachts not like big boats okay. and the crew of these medium-sized boats and the reality of it and he had favorite captains and the whole thing I thought below deck was the Star Trek animated I don't know. Maybe they're both that. <laughs> Maybe so I'm saying it wrong. I would just go back and wa- listen to the episode if you're interested <laughs> in listening to Tucker talk about like the shit that he likes. You would just be surprised as I am. And I'm like, really? This is the shit you would jinx watch when you're alone? Huh? How about that? Okay. All right. So I take it you guys didn't talk about movies either. Well, just the one, Wheel of Time, the documentary by Werner Herzog. Right. And uh, which which one's that? Is that the volcano one? No, it's uh, the one about the Dalai Lama, I think. Or there's like a magic stone. He, he goes into great detail. Yeah, his description is better than okay. anything because I haven't seen it. But it's a, you know, one of the classic Herzog. He stays interested enough in this one versus the... Uh, as it turns out, I am uninterested in volcanoes. Uh, he remains interested and engaged in the actual subject matter, but there's apparently enough nonsense happening around him that you get that classic Herzog documentary where it just gets sidetracked on itself constantly. 
found myself climbing up to the highest peaks to talk to a wise man when I found a rock and was like, it must be magic. Except yeah. for I'm Werner Hotzog and I clearly wouldn't say, and I'm like. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, dude, yeah. we should drop on in and get pitted. No, it, it's usually when it's like, we were on the way to the summit when I discovered a small child attempting to plow grass with a cat pulling the, the plow. <laughs> and then it stays there for 30 mm -hmm. fucking minutes. Mm -hmm. And you're as mesmerized as he is because you're like, no shit. There I found myself thinking, why does this always happen to me? Because <laughs> you're an asshole, Werner. <laughs> but we love you. I'm still not sure why you got to be in Mandalorian. Like, right? Like, I guess Favreau was like, you know what this show needs? Somebody who's difficult to work with. Right. Everybody else seems fine. So I'm going to just going to toss Werner in here and see how you fucks do with it. You did a good job. Um, he always does a fine job. Fine job. Okay, it's so just he's kind of an asshole. Follow up also from last week. Uh, Sam, if you remember, I was complaining about uh, the Best Picture Award. Uh, that went to Coda, and how I will never, ever get to watch it, because I refuse to give Apple money. Sure. Uh, it's currently streaming on Apple. Apple. It's on the Apple Apple. The Apple Apple Apple. Where you go to listen to Dancing Queen on a loop. The Apple Apple app. It's funny. It's, a, it's alliteration. People like that. They do. Stop making that face. People like a litter. That one's going to kill Is in it, Sweden. It <laughs> if my daughter was old enough to listen to it, she would kill with her because she was, she kept asking me la last week. She was like, do you like a literature? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and she's like, if, when you use a bunch of things that start with the same letter in a sentence. And I was like, that's alliteration. And she's like, yes, uh, a I love a literature. And I was like, alliteration. <laughs> and then my mom's like, what? And I'm like, alliteration. She's like, what is that? And I'm like, God damn it. J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> Where am I? And how did I get here? Yeah. What universe is this? This is not my beautiful wife. <laughs> and my daughter, which in her defense, she's nine. Uh -huh. She's like, well, we should use sentences with a literature. And I'm like, God, <laughs> I can't even swear. You're nine. It's alliteration. Okay. So, uh, yeah, uh, code. Um, turns out immediately after I, me and my big mouth said, oh, I'm never going to get to watch this poopy movie because I'm poopy and I'm poopy poopy. Uh, I saw an advertisement that it was going to have a limited theater release the next day. I was like, shit, I got to walk that one back. <laughs> Yeah, you're still giving money to Apple. No, 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 because because it was a, a Sundance film. It already had a limited theater release oh. at Sundance, and then Apple bought the online distribution rights for it. So I don't. <laughs> and they were probably nearsighted enough to only buy the internet distribution rather than just buy the fucking distribution rights for 20 years, which is what everybody in common practice used to do yeah i mean i i don't know i'm not an attorney i didn't get into the contracts but i figure i'm close enough i'm close enough right oh i want to sure. see this movie real bad and, and i'm not i'm not sitting on my couch and subscribing to a month of freaking apple tv and and children are, are, are literally 
put the wires together with the little tiny hands because Apple, that's what Apple does. Uh, and then they, they're like, oh, your internet connection's too slow. Forced obsolescence. Blah, 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 blah. Liberal bullshit that I, I am. Um, God damn it. Um, so, uh, no, I went and saw it yesterday. Went to the movie theater. Theater. How are the theaters in Illinois? Well, I got to tell you, um, we went to a theater called the Magnus. I don't know if it's, uh, they've got AMC over here. They don't have the Regal or the, the real theaters, which is what we had in Boise. Um, they have AMC, which uh, uh, we didn't go to. We went to this Magnus, so I don't know if it's an independent, uh, like a locally owned jobber, but uh, uh, it was really, really nice. Like, I'm not kidding. Two points. Reclining chairs. Sure. Uh, uh, they had about 15 individual screens, and in the one we went to, there was only about 40 seats. About 40 seats. All of them reclined. I couldn't believe it. it was the smallest, like, like, you know, like when you go to a band and you're like, oh, I'm going to go see, uh, I'm going to go see, uh, some weird guy, but it's an intimate thing. You know, I'm going to go see a guy with a guitar. I'm going to go see Lewin Davis. Right. Sure. Uh, it, oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. He's not playing at the, the fucking Coliseum, but it's this little intimate thing. It's, you know, it was nice. It was nice. It was a small little, uh, little seating area. And they all reclined, uh, electronic and uh, the whole thing, uh, spaced out, really nice. And the best part about it was this movie theater is $5 every day. I kid you not. $5, brand new That movies. doesn't make every, any fucking sense. It doesn't make sense. any goddamn sense. I don't know how they're making any movie. They're, they're, they're money. Uh, the, the concessions must be like $62 for a thing of popcorn. Because we were too full because we just went to dinner. And uh, ate a bunch of uh, chicken wings, so I didn't have any room for popcorn. So we didn't just like, well, we didn't, let's not get a snack. Let's go see the movie. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know how they're making any money. Five dollars every day. Reclining how are seats. The, how are the chicken wings in Illinois? Uh, the ones I had yesterday were very good. That sucks. Yeah, but they do these little pasta things. Uh, well, I'll talk about her. They're raviolis. They're baked raviolis. Um. Anyways, so Coda. I want to get to Coda. Uh, here's what I have to say about Coda. It was really good. Sam Adams, it's beer, I guess. <laughs> no, Coda was really good. But that's all I can say about it. That's all you can say. Compare it in quality to Manchester by the sea. Not even in the same ballpark. <laughs> Not even in the same, like, is it still like 2016 and every other year since? Right. I mean, I'm like, yeah, I really, really liked it, but that's all I've got. I mean, it makes its points very efficiently. It says things about people with disabilities that maybe, uh, you know, me with my perfect non... I mean, this body's getting pretty crappy, I'll be honest, but I guess I'm still not technically disabled. Uh, or, I, like... It, it makes its very concise points and, and the acting was very good. But at the end of the day, I was just like, well, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to be talking about this movie. Uh, like there's just, yeah, it happened and I liked it and it made me feel good. And that's it. Huh? And it was probably the best movie of the year. Huh? But there was just nothing to really say i mean it's weird 
Because I super liked it. Like, if you would ever experience that. I've had that happen. I feel like... Is it... No, I heart Huckabees. I have shining... You have things to say. I have things to say about it. Yeah. I can't remember the last one where I was like, yeah, I liked it, but I can't really. I mean, it's fine. It's not It's not even that it's fine, Sam. It's really good. But there's nothing to talk about with it. Uh, so it, it's... It's not a churn and burn movie. It sticks with you, but you can't be like, so what did you think about that sequence where blah, 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 blah. And I'm not going to spoil anything because everything I would say would be a spoiler alert because every scene is very poignant. Uh, but, and it's not that I couldn't relate. I mean, I, I think I related pretty well. I came home and uh, the old man was like, how come they don't just use their cell phones to talk? And I'm like, God damn it. you! Oh, Jesus Step out of your box for a little bit. Yeah, they don't. You can't just always use your cell phone to talk. I mean, deaf people have challenges that we don't understand because we're not goddamn deaf. Jesus Christ! Uh, but after that, like you, like like even like something like Dune that I don't like, uh, I think about. I'm like, there's plenty of things to talk about with Dune. Yeah, but with. It was almost like Little Miss Sunshine, you know, where Little Miss Sunshine was a lot more fun, for sure. It was cute. It was a cute movie. Um, but you don't have a lot to say about it. Oh, it was cute. It was really cute. You can always have the one thing like, man, Alan Arkin. Wow. Yeah. Even right. there, they got something better than, I liked it. Yeah. Um, everybody was really great. I just, ah, yeah, it was defeating almost. Not, not because I didn't like it. It was just because I'm like... I critique film semi-professionally. I should have big things to say about the best picture of the year. And it's just like, it was good. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got. Studying this shit in college, one of the professors was always like, ultimately, even if you hate a movie, if it inspires a long discussion, then it did more than a movie that didn't right. inspire a long discussion. Yeah. Right, absolutely, and I just, I, oh, I don't, I don't know. I, it definitely deserved to win Best Picture, but I just got nothing to say about it. I liked it. Go see it. It's good. That's all I got. It is a film for everybody. Everybody should like it. I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, I do have another movie that I do have a lot of things to say about Sam. Uh, this is from 1987, uh, and I'm gonna have to. Uh, What's that called? Vamp? I'm going to have to vamp while I uh, look up the IMDb page. Uh, it's uh, 1988, sorry. And you might remember this. I had forgotten that it even existed, and I was shocked about it uh, while watching it, and then a scene came up, and I was like, wait a minute, I've seen this. Uh, it's called The Bear. And it stars Bart the Bear. Yeah, I've seen The Bear. So it's directed by um, this guy named Jean-Jacques Onod. I'm, I'm sure I fucked that up. Onod. Onod. Uh, he was the guy that directed um, uh, uh, Seven Years in Tibet, uh, Enemy at the Gates, The Name of the Rose, some big movies. Um, and basically what the bear is, is 
the opposite of any movie that's ever been on Sneaker Madness ever. Uh, yes. It's an animal, trained animal movie that is stunning. I, I couldn't believe how good the actors were that were critters. It doesn't, it's an achievement. That's what they I remember. Like when it came out, it's like an achievement in filmmaking. And it mm-hmm. is because there's just not people in this. There's three a people, couple people, but yeah, it's a couple hunters, actual bear drama. It's bear drama. Yeah, absolutely. And it made me like the whole time I was watching it, my son, Isaiah, he picked it. He was like, Oh, the bear. I've seen this before. And I was like, okay, uh, this is a movie. I'm going to like, go into a different room to do something else because I don't want to watch a kid's movie right now. And then within like five minutes of it, I was like, Jesus, when was this movie made? Because I was expecting it to be like a modern CGI, really, you know, like budget thing that I hadn't heard of, you know, some off Disney studio that doesn't do CGI very well. And I was like, wait a minute, that CGI looks really good. Wait a minute. That's a real bear. (laughs) This is really bears. In a movie starring bears about bears yeah. and the drama of being a bear. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Like, going back to, like, our roar episode and, uh, uh, like, the shenanigans with that. Uh, yeah. Even, like, Buffalo Rider. Like, how bad. Like, I kept expecting the film to, like, base the story around hey, these critters are going to do what they're going to do and we're just going to film it and then we're going to do some freelance overdubbing over the top to be like hey, that critter just died. <laughs> uh, no, I like whoever the trainers were, obviously Bart the Bear was a big deal. Bart the Bear was in 21 movies. 21! Yeah. Um, but good God. And, and, and the humans that were in it had to work with those animals and there is a scene where it's like Dude, you know, you're an actor, like, do the whole uh, Marlon Brando, Stella thing, you get in, and, you know, if you shit yourself on screen, it's okay, bud. Uh, You can say, hey, look, I'm method acting, but really, if you're not actually method acting, and you just shit your pants because it's bare screaming in your face, I get it. I get it, dude. I totally get it. You almost died, except for Bart the Bear was a preeminent professional and wouldn't actually eat you. Yeah. Today, <laughs> I can say that I saw that when I was like eight. Right, me too. And it stuck with me to this day as like I think when I to harken back to when um, uh, Tree of Life won uh, can and they talked to De Niro who was on the panel and he's like. Apparently, he didn't go for Tree of Life. He's just like, oh, it's supposed to be the one that has the most art, and this was art, I guess. I mean, that's what he wanted thing. to say is, he goes, he wanted to be like, this isn't art. The bear. Now, that's art. Or like, you know, when Dan Marino was talking about uh, the Black Eyed Peas halftime performance, <laughs> and he goes, I don't know. They don't sing good. Prince, that guy's a performer. That is a direction I did not see that conversation going to Dan Marino. Okay. <laughs> we get head in the head a lot. Uh, yeah. No, I highly recommend The Bear if you've never seen it. Uh, it's not a kid's movie. It is safe for kids. Um, it's stunning. Like, 
I don't know how it wasn't nominated for everything in 19. What what was it would have been up against in 1988? Uh, is that uh, Empire of the Sun year 88? Somewhere around there. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Um, yeah, but really, like I was shocked. I was totally shocked. Uh, I gave it eight stars. So good, so good. Really sad, really sad. And like the whole time, you're like, Jesus Christ, stop it. Let this little tiny guy have just a moment of happiness. Let him go play with some bugs or something. Yeah. This little cub is the just cub. tortured for the entire length of the film until Park the Bear is like, I've had enough of this cub getting messed with. I'm gonna I'm gonna whack some dudes. Yeah. So I know about like there's it's probably not the same year, but I know that right around then, because one of the other movies my grandmother uh was like I watched this. Uh, it's probably above your head, but you have to watch it anyway to understand life, even though you're eight. Mm-hmm. It was my left foot. Yeah. With Daniel Day-Lewis. Sure. And so that was right around that same time. And if it lost to that, I mean, that's fine. Wasn't 1492 my- in 88 as well? 1492 stinks. It stinks, but it was nominated. Yeah. Yeah. Was it? I'm pretty sure. That's the one with Gerard Depardieu, right? Gerard Depardieu. That thing is, is bad. All right, why don't you vamp for a little while and I'll look up uh, 1988's uh, Best Picture. I was actually thinking about 1492 as an episode because I tried to watch it and it was it was bad. And the other one, Columbus, was probably worse. I these Columbus movies that came out in a slew in the 80s were just shit. Um, I'd be like, watch them, see how bad they are. But I was like. No, I got to get, get my eyes back on these things because they were so goddamn bad. They might not be worth it just because of sheer length. Um, I can't remember what else would come out around that same time besides my left foot, because that's the one I always attach it to meaningfully for me was that I saw my left foot around the same time that I saw the bear. And they sort of like, that's sort of how I'm like, uh, art and film draw back to my earliest days and watching art and film. And then I'll be like, is this as good as my left foot or the bear? Nope. It's not. Uh, I, the winner of that year was uh, the last empire, which I always mix up with empire of the sun. Cause I like, I liked that movie too. Yeah, last emperor was really good. Uh, the other noms were broadcast news. Of course, uh, fatal attraction, eh, hope and glory eh, and moonstruck. Eh. Didn't moonstruck win. No, Last Emperor won. Last Emperor won, but um, Cher and Nick Cage won for yeah. Moonstruck. Cher and... Uh, uh, no. Didn't Nick Cage win Best Supporting? A- Cage did not. Uh, oh. he, uh, Sean Connery and The Untouchables won. That movie sucks. Yeah, it's not very good. I'm really surprised about that. Like Billy Drago's in The Untouchables. <laughs> that doesn't, that's not a diss. Sean Connery's in The Untouchables. That's a diss. Kevin Costner is also in that. You gotta, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's uh, what's his name? Is, is Kevin Costner's ass in it? Mm, I don't think so. Because I saw not it at I that point kid. where like he had the pre uh, Van Dam. My butt has a separate contract with this picture. What's that guy's goddamn name? Which guy? Uh, on the internet, there our fans are yelling. Are you kidding me? Uh, uh, the guy, Kevin Costner's character, fa- very famous. Elliot detective. Ness. Elliot Ness. Thank you. Yeah. John Connery's like, the only way I'll get into this movie is if I can slap some titties around. 
Yeah. Because that's... And then Billy, Billy Drago's like, hey, in the future, you'll remember me as the bad guy from Briscoe County Jr., the greatest show ever made. <laughs> Till they fucking canceled it that like dickheads. the worst Billy Drago impression ever. I don't know how to do Billy Drago. He just stands there and smiles creepy. Nobody does a you Billy Drago. You can't do that on the radio. Nobody knows who Billy Drago is, so... <laughs> He's the bad impression. guy in Briscoe County Jr. <laughs> Everybody knows who he is. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's what I've got this week, Sam. Uh, why? Why don't you? Uh, well, I think you've seen this because we're we're supposed to be focusing somewhat on series during our uh, time of not talking about movies uh-huh. so much, even though we just spent a bunch of time talking about movies. Yeah. Finally, pulled the trigger. We watched Hawkeye this Sunday. Watched okay. it all the way through. Uh, okay. What did you think of Hawkeye? Uh, probably the weakest of the bunch. But uh, I thought that it had done a very good job of adapting the uh, limited run by, oh, kill me. I want to say Clapton, and that sucks pretty bad. Are you talking about the... um the Kate Bishop comic, which I would say is the no, the best. Hawkeye one, the Hawkeye. Um, oh God, uh, uh, not Brian K. Vaughn. Oh my God, why am I? Oh, I suck so bad. I shouldn't have drank so many beers before this episode. Uh, the guy that wrote Hawkeye that it's based on, with 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 the tracksuit jumpsuit gang yeah. and the yeah. Uh, I I really like its visual uh, callbacks to that. Uh, series. Um, but as far as the writing and the, and the story, uh, I didn't love it per se, but I liked I it. I liked it too. I thought that it actually suffered a little bit from series fatigue of the producers going, yeah, we are going to be able to get back into movies and they're mm-hmm. sort of pulling some of the dollars away. Um, but I thought that you did a really good job capturing Kate Bishop because I just read yeah, the great. one, the series, the two years after what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best shit that's come out of Marvel in 10 years. It was just couldn't stop turning those pages. I think I read all 24 that were out to that point in like three nights or something like that. Yeah. Like I just tore through it. I love it so much. Yeah. Kate Bishop's um, a lot of fun. Kate Bishop is a lot of fun. And I also thought that it was a really on-screen MCU way of actually retiring a character. Yeah, I think he's gone. Even if he's not, he can't be Hawkeye anymore. He's got a hearing aid. He can't do jumps without strapping frozen wine slushies to himself. Mm -hmm. His kids are now on college age. I'm curious about one thing who the fuck is his wife now all of a sudden she's agent 13 oh not agent 13 because that's sharon carter no she is agent 13 because uh what's her face june june carter johnny cash's wife um she was uh uh chris evans's girlfriend and she turned out to be a nazi or something uh, but she was not Sharon Carter. She was Sharon Carter, but she wasn't Agent 13. Uh, I'm pretty sure Hawkeye's wife is Agent 13. Or Agent 88. Or Agent Orange. Or... They haven't uh, done Mockingbird yet. Uh, they did. Remember in, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
Okay. She was really oh, good yeah, looking. they did. So they Whatever came because I was like, his name was like, <laughs> I was like, Hawkeye Girlfriends, Hawkeye Girlfriends, Mockingbird. Yeah. And they already did her, though. Right. They already did her. So she, whatever Mockingbird's call sign, uh, she was Agent 007, whatever her number was, that's Mockingbird's number because they never used Mockingbird's number. Agent Which is. Shield, they just called her Mockingbird. Really dumb, not for the purposes of Hawkeye's wife being Mockingbird, but I think it's dumb to burn Mockingbird on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm -hmm. because then you really fuck up Thunderbolts. Yeah. Because she's like one of the only constant members of Thunderbolt. And Thunderbolt she was never in Thunderbolts at all. Okay, wait. (laughs) Which one is she in? Songbird. Okay, Songbird's in Thunderbolts. Yeah, you ignorant bastard. So they didn't fuck up Thunderbolts. That's good, because I no. really like Thunderbolts a lot. Yeah, Thunderbolts are coming. Uh, that, that's going to happen. I guarantee it. Either that or the Dark Avengers, but it's the same concept. Uh, how long do we want to nerd out on Marvel stuff for? Well, let's... So then they can't quite retire Hawkeye all the way, or at least Clint Barton yet all the way, because now his wife has some fucking reveal that's nah, going to happen. nah. Nah, Lynn and Cardellini's too, uh... Hot? Yeah. Uh, You're so, too hot to be in movies. Yeah. She's Sorry. Got, she's, you know, they're good. They're happy. We've explored that that uh, that character arc. I'm good. It's like a go. whole, like, section of porn sites pretending to be her Velma. Yes, absolutely. Like, 10% of every internet porn site is just... Girls dressing up like her, not being as hot. True. True. Um, I've, I've seen that website. It's it's disappointing because it's not her. It's, uh, it's And at the same time, you're like, well, no, she's too good for that. Your childhood isn't as sexy as you thought, dot com. <laughs> I've been there. <sighs> I go there for constant disappointment. You like do the vintage porn thing, and like you see, like, yep, it's still gross. <laughs> yeah, wow. I always thought I'd like to see Tron screw somebody, but uh, or Voltron screw somebody, but it turns out I didn't. Yeah, the day that you satisfy your furry curiosity, and you're like, ooh, yeah, no, no, no. Huh. Thought I'd like it more. I just, well, no, I still don't get it. I'm not even sure what I like anymore. Do I like? Chips? I thought I liked chips for a long time. Not the chips the TV show, but chips the snack. And now I'm like, I was convinced that I like like Voltron screwing somebody, but it turns out I don't. Do I even like anything? Like anything. Cars? The Lamborghini Countach. Is that really something that I like? I don't think I do. If you drive one, apparently you might die of inhalation. Fair faucet's hair and that that swimsuit? Do I like that? I don't know. Yeah, you like that. I'm confused Everybody likes about that. everything. Uh, let's stay on Marvel for a minute. Yeah. The whole internet is ablaze with this Moon Knight love. What did you think of episode one? I didn't watch it because uh, there's a strict policy in the Thronger house is that we have to actually watch watch, and we are currently unable to watch watch because... We're on a tiny TV. Uh, like I'm talking like 26 inches. Like, that's not going to work. Uh, so we're going to save. We're, I got two months okay. before I can watch Moon Knight. So I can't even tell you anything about it. 
I think that I'm going to wait for the rest of them to come out before I try it again, because they were fucking milking it. Okay. They were fucking milking it. My teats are... Nothing happens until the last two minutes. Ah, okay. It's like it was a 30-minute teaser for Moon Knight, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why are you teasing Moon Knight? Nobody actually likes this guy. Yeah. People like Oscar Isaac. You're now milking the franchise for what it's worth because you're like, okay, we're going to put this fucking character on screen. And then you milk it harder by like making a 30 minute teaser to a show that might happen. Uh, yeah. I mean, so what they're facing in that is it's the first time they've done an origin story TV show. Everything else on Disney plus was established franchises or established characters. Uh, the closest you could get is Hawkeye with Kate Bishop, but you are getting your hand held by actual Hawkeye. Well, um, I don't, don't want to spoil it, but it's not much of an origin. He's already yeah. into being him pretty good by the time it starts. Okay. So. All, right. All right. So uh, it's just, it's different. There's no uh, existing, <clears throat> existing backstory, I guess. You know? Sure. It's almost like Iron Man one, the movie. Yeah, yeah. So I can see them struggling with that, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't have a lot to weigh in on it because I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. That's fine. For months. My review is: I'm waiting for the rest of them to come out so that I can give two in a row a shot and see if I actually want to watch it. Leading me to my next series that I haven't quite finished yet. Things finally start happening in Witcher season two, episode six. Finally. <laughs> Is it like we have to take everything about Game of Thrones and put it in the series? Like when Game of Thrones treads water for three seasons? Like, Uh oh, we need to tread water for... No! Don't tread water for three seasons. And they fucking treaded water for four episodes in fucking Witcher season two. And it's like, you got a lot to get to here. Come on now. I mean, even if you have to do a filler episode once in a while, that's fine. Have him go fight a, a, a bog witch or something. Like, have him go do something. Like, he do, it doesn't have to be like, oh, is Yennefer going to like me or not? Or what's, what's going on with Skelligard, uh, the political scenario? Just have him go fight a bog witch. Like, where's she at? I'm doing witcher stuff. Uh, oh, no, there's... there's uh, bandits nearby which sword do i choose uh, do the witcher stuff i like the witcher stuff yeah and it goes back to my whole like table setting and all that bullshit that i hate so much where it's like world building and establishing of characters can happen in mm-hmm. entertaining situations it can yeah it can yeah absolutely like uh like he finds like the toss a coin to your witcher the 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 bard guy i mean like yeah, he shows up adventures in uh, four and yeah. or five, maybe. And I but think that's where it's like, oh, okay, finally things are, things fight fucking start happening. But I was like, man, you burned a half a season here. Right. But it's not, it's not Witcher bro downs. Because like, there's like two episodes of Witcher's just like, we'll have like a fraternity of douches. Like, okay, that kind of sucks. Yeah. That Even sucks. if it's like that in the video game and the novel series, like spend less time on it. You spend less time on it. Have them go do Witcher stuff. Have them yeah. do some Witchering. 
Like, that's what I want to see is witchering. Just general witchering. Like, Star Trek didn't have to have... Like, as soon as Star Trek went to, like, this big freaking... Uh, oh, God, we got to get in this big geopolitical thing. No, I just want to see him fly through space and find weird shit. That's all I want to see him do is fly I, through space and find weird shit. Have the witcher do the same. Walk through a bog until you find a bog witch. And she's like, I'll swallow your soul. And he's like, I don't think so. Not today. And then yeah. uh, they fight. Which finally happens after season or episode five or something. Yeah, like that. Even in episode, episode six. Yeah. In episode six, they're like, oh, yeah, fuck. We forgot what we were doing. Like at the beginning, the monster just fucking shows up. And even after he kills it, like he does Witcher shit. He kills the monster doing something awesome and then goes, fuck, where the fuck are my swords? And yeah. it's like, oh, that's cool. There He's back to being the Witcher. But I just spent half the week getting to this point that I thought I was going to be at when I started watching this shit. I'll be honest. I'm probably the least biggest fan of The Witcher Season 1. It had its moments, but I didn't think it was great. I I mean, I was like, I kind of was 50. I was lukewarm on it, to tell you the truth. I thought it was fine. I didn't, like, love it, love it, but it was like, it pushed a couple buttons for me. I was like, thank God. Because I thought Henry Cavill was going to start just doing the worst DTV action movies because mm-hmm. he got into a couple of them. And I'm like, no, no, he's too young. He's too young for Antonio Banderas's <laughs> three a year or Mel Gibson's two a year or whatever. Right. Right. Like, got to do something with this guy. I know that the one justice league movie went south probably because it was a total shit pile that the uh studio maybe sabotaged we'll see i don't know the uh extended my my copy of the uh what is his name the guy that i mostly don't like but sort of like where do i start you want me uh, to start the director that did the justice league uh what's his uh, name i'll start with i'll start from a uh adam scott uh Aaron Sorkin. Stop, stop it. Uh, you, don't, you don't like a lot of people. Zach, so I like Zack Snyder okay. Yeah, Sometimes like I struggle Snyder with okay. him. Because Sucker Punch really blows. Yeah, no. Okay. Sucker Punch is a unorganized mess of cool ideas that never works out. And then by the end of it, it's like, this is a dumb idea because these are unorganized ideas that you thought were cool. Um, Which is like the most complimentary thing anybody's ever said about Zack Snyder other than you. You're the only person that, oh, I don't hate him. That's like a really nice thing to say about Zack Snyder. Everybody Watchmen else hates him, Sam. was really good. Everybody else hates him, Sam. Watchmen wasn't really good. It was mediocre. Fuck off. It was good. Fuck off. Go watch the HBO series and then fuck off. Okay, fine. I will watch the HBO. We're not to HBO yet. We got to get through a couple other things. Um because I got to switch one of them, right? I don't want to just get all these services and then forget about it and then look at my <laughs> fucking credit card statement and go, why do I have all this shit? Oh, I've been paying for Discovery Plus for like a year and a half and I just realized it. Yeah, you're like, wait a second. I can't make fun of my parents for having DirecTV because right? I've got 30 fucking things that are more expensive than that and probably just as stupid. <laughs> and I don't get to watch any of the sports. 
don't get TBS can go fuck itself. <laughs> how you exist, how you get sports in general, and then exist on an island that makes it impossible for other for every human in the United States of America to not be able to have all the sports. Thank you. Hey, honey, turn our network of televisions channels. Honey, honey what's on TBS tonight? Well, it's clearly going to be Die Hard 2 again. <laughs> Die Hard 2, followed by reruns of whichever Reba McIntyre series. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Because they've had like five Reba McIntyre <laughs> series. Two of them are called Reba, and you're like, oh, I was getting into Reba. And you see Reba's on, and you're like, I'm watching it. You don't know who anybody is, and so you get on Wikipedia. You're like, wait, there was two that were just called Reba? What the fuck? We're unrelated. That are unrelated. <laughs> the continuity on Reba McIntyre is all over the place. <laughs> I think she's cheating on her husband. It's a different guy. Did they replace him? No, it's a different show. What the fuck? <laughs> she should go back to country music. Uh, she just uh, was nominated for best song of the year uh, oh, for good. an Oscar. Yeah, good. She, she should stay the fuck off TNN <laughs> and let it fucking die. She carried the sitcom for them for however long. But that's the fucking thing. Like, uh, you got NBA and now the fuckers have major league baseball. Like last year, cause we get the Dodgers package and, um, which I will say that MLB brought the whole package down to a point and brought the single team package. And I was like, fuck you guys. I know you're going to fucking screw me. You're going to get them $20 apart. And I'm going to sign up to the big one. and You're going to fucking gank me. But either way, it's probably going to happen. So I was fine. But then TBS got into the fucking act. And so I had to get like sling for a month just because they had TBS and I couldn't get TBS with what I had. And it fucking sucks. Ah, anyway, what the fuck was I talking about before that? Reba McIntyre. No, before that. The Witcher. Streaming, you got me the, the whole thing with the HBO and the Witcher. Oh, uh, yeah, I won't know until my copy of Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League shows up tomorrow. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Would you venture to guess how much the Blu-ray right. of... Wait for it. The Blu-ray of Zack did. Snyder's cut with all of the extras. Do you venture 30, to guess? $37. Wow. <laughs> $8.07. I was just waiting for him to have an overstock. And I was like, because uh, Sandra was like, hey, we should see if it's because I kept looking at it. She's like, are you going to buy that? You said you wanted to buy it. I'm like, fine, fine I'll look at it. And I was like, eight oh seven done. And then I got being there criterion as well. Finally came down to earth. It was only like $18, which for a criterion is pretty good. Right. Mm -hmm. And then uh, something else. And I think it was under 50 bucks for all three of them. I was pretty happy. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, uh, I don't have anything to retort with that because I would never pay $8 for anything that was made by Zack Snyder. Uh, I paid $3 for sucker punch and I only watched it the one time. Jesus Christ. That's insane. I had to see it. I had that's, to see how bad it was. It that's was the bad. Price of a meteor, that's the price of a mediocre taco. I would rather have a mediocre taco. In hindsight, yes. But uh, I will say that I've watched Watchmen probably 10 times, and I've actually warmed up on the 300 pretty good. I've actually seen the 300 like four or five times now. 
I actually watched it a second time to go, do I really hate this as much as I hate Sin City? And I didn't. And I ended up watching it again. Like the third time around, I was like, this isn't great, but it's not bad. All right. Well, Sam, we are going to close on me regaling you a tale, a sad story, as but also one of levity and levitation. Uh, Fight Club is now gone forever from my life. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> and and it might have killed some people. <laughs> What? <laughs> okay, so I for the longest time uh, I had a uh, first generation Fight Club poster uh, hanging in my house in a very cheap frame. Uh, it fell off the wall many times, and the and the paper from the Fight Club movie theater poster got damaged over many years. And so I stopped caring about the Fight Club poster and the frame that it was held within. And I bought one of those uh, one of those cheap like plastic edged frames that aren't secured you just you you have the cork board behind the picture then you put the picture down and then a piece of plastic uh, uh, uh like a like a plexiglass type material over the top of it and then you wedge some frames in on the sides and they're not held in just just the tension of everything stuck together holds it together you slap it on the wall and you go hey you know what that's a good place for that bike club poster it sits on your yeah. garage wall for 10 years right so the Fight Club poster made it all the way to Illinois, and uh, but the, but you know those posters when you take them out of when you take them off the wall uh, when you with those frames you 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 put them next to your couch for a minute and then you you put it back and the whole thing's falling apart. You're like, yeah. God damn it, I got to rebuild this thing. Well, of course that didn't stay together in the trailer. Uh, so I was like, I had like four of them. I had a, a, a great escape poster. I had a keep calm and carry on poster. I had this fight club poster. And so they all got disintegrated, the little frame edges. So we just made a pile of frame edges with the poster sitting next to them and leaned them against the truck. Go on about our business. Well, we'll get to those when we get to the bottom of the ground underneath all these boxes and we can get all those frame edges and I'll put them together and then stack them against the wall in the storage unit. So. Time goes on, and uh, I'm lunch comes. Uh, my mother-in-law brings us McDonald's, and I'm like, man, I'm so hungry right now after eating all or working all this day. Uh, I'm gonna eat these French fries. So I eat these French fries and start working on my on my burger. Well, wind gust comes in and it knocks my French fries container that's empty out of out of the trailer, and I'm chasing it on the ground, comedy style, like it's freaking Benny Hill. I'm kicking it with my feet and trying to pick it up with my hands, and the wind's yep. taking it. I'm like, God damn it, come back here. Oh, I almost got you, you rascally rapscally. And I'm chasing it around the trailer, and then I hear this, bam And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? My total, my entire, everything I've owned just fell over in the trailer because of this wind gust. I'm getting blown around. Well, it turns out it was the, the, the doors at the end of the trailer fell on the ground, uh, and made this huge clamor. And I'm like, Oh, thank God. I don't care about that. Meanwhile, I see Those my father. Mine. What's that? Those aren't mine. Those aren't mine. <laughs> Meanwhile, I see my father-in-law sprinting as fast <laughs> as he can across the storage unit yard. <laughs> I'm like, where's he going? And then I look up 
his hands are in the air like he's trying to catch a kite or something, but really he is trying to catch a kite. It's the Fight Club poster. (laughs) (laughs) It is launched into the air. It's now 30 feet above him, and he's like, come back. (laughs) Oh, that sucks. And then the thing just took off. I kid you not, we were shocked. It folded over on top of itself, which means that the weight of itself was more dense. There was less surface area for mm-hmm. it and, and more dense. It should have came down. Instead, it kept going up and up. And it was like the goddamn house and up. It just kept going and going and going and going. And I kid you not, when we lost sight of that goddamn thing, it was 300 feet up in the air. Jesus. I never saw it again. I turned my back for a second. I'm pretty sure it ended up in Maryland. Right wow. now. My Fight Club poster is plastered against the front of a semi-truck, and it's like, shit! (laughs) That sucks. Pile up on the freeway because of my poster. That was the first edition. I still have the first edition (laughs) cardboard box DVD special edition of Fight Club. Uh, Did it ever kill anybody? No, it's still safely in my movie collection. You You have that same one, though, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm the cardboard pre- box. I'm pretty sure my my poster killed somebody. Uh, Probably plastered in front of a, it, it covered the windshield of a 747, and that thing just went right into the ground. Like Houston, this is Air Force One. Tyler Durden has finally got us. <laughs> it's on the windshield, and he's like, "We'll just keep flying straight, Bill." Nope, Tyler Durden's here. I'm taking this down. We're gonna have to turn this upside down. Uh, it was nuts. It was absolutely insane. Uh, and probably the funniest thing I've seen in the last six months of my life. <laughs> I, I was laughing so hard at how high that thing was. And birds were confused. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make the sense. Birds were like, shut up, Tyler, turn and run. <laughs> we can't run. We're flying. Fuck off, run. I want you to peck me in the face as hard as you can. <laughs> Said the bird to the other bird. <laughs> okay, uh, that's where we're going to wrap it up this week, guys. Uh, we will catch you next uh, week, and uh, hope hope everything's going well in your world. And in the meantime, get to the job.